Hello, podcast listeners and anime fans. This is Torin. And I'm Andrew. And today I'm excited to be talking about Bo Fury. I don't want to get hurt, so I'll max out my defense. For those that have not watched it yet, it is available on Funimation to watch. As for the next episode, keep your eye out on Twitter for the announcement, because I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. Some IRL stuff has made a... Made this more difficult. So, yay work. Um, I've been working Saturdays, forced mandatory Saturdays. It's not fun. Oh, gross. Uh, as for this, though, spoiler alert, as per usual. Um, let's for just, an anime that came out years ago. Yes. Um, go watch it if you haven't. But either way, Andrew, uh, get us started. I gave it game uh, an IGN score of 80 it's a really cool and immersive sim that really greatly suffers from game balance. Yeah, we'll definitely be talking about game balance because, well, I guess if nothing's balanced, isn't everything balanced? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> is If everything is a one-hit kill, does it, is that balance? But can everything be a one-hit kill? We'll get into that. Anyway. Uh, for me, Bo Fury is a lighthearted take on what happens when a carefree person drops into a game and just goes with the flow. I gave it an 8 out of 10. So. Woo, same score. Yeah. <laughs> I just said it differently. Yeah. Can't get higher than 8 because uh, uh, plot reasons. We'll get into that. But for those who haven't watched it since it came out, um, due to the recommendation from her friend, Kaide Hanju agrees to check out the VR MMORPG game New World Online, not to be confused with Amazon's New World. This one's actually good. When <laughs> she joined the game, she created her character Maple. Since she does not want to get hurt, she makes Maple a great shielder class and dumps all of her stat points into Vitality. As she sets off into the game through her bumble-headedness and carefree attitude, she sticks her nose up to the RNG god and obtains strong skills and loot that make her ridiculously overpowered. Along the way, she makes friends creates a guild, has them nerf her in-game, and participates in game events, all having fun along the way. So, Requires yeah. all sorts of absurd skills. I, I have to comment on that one thing right away. What's the RNG in this game? Everybody in her guild gets a one-of-a-kind armor set that specifically works for their build. Right. <laughs> what the heck... <sighs> I don't know if she's breaking RNG or if, like, this game just doesn't have RNG. I fell off a cliff and I found an item that gave me a, a quest starter for the next uh, level. Yeah, that... It's like, were they thinking that far ahead when they were making this game? Or, like... How many people had that bought same drop? Is it just her? I don't... The amount of times that she, like, stumbles or something and then, like, finds a random coin... It's but, every time. Yeah. It's every time. Oh. I'm walking through the city and run into a random NPC that gives me a quest. Yeah. I mean, that one I kind of understand, but then you look at what the prize at the end of the quest is, and you're like, what? Well, yeah. okay, then How again, many... her character is very diverse. So it's it, she's not entirely, like, on her one goal of, like, just being high defense. She ends up with stuff that's not, but we'll get more into her in a second. Let's start... <laughs> <laughs> Talking about the game itself, though, which we kind of have already. Like, what the hell's your RNG? So it's a VR MMO RPG. Nice. There's been other shows and stuff that use this concept. 
Um, I'd say overall, the game looks great. Yeah, like, the the game as if I if you took it as a not a combat RPG game, I don't think I would leave. Yeah, yeah, it's. I, I wish we knew a little bit more about it because Is is like a crafter. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. is there other people in this world that are playing this game, like, in essence, not as the typical adventure? Like, just making their own little shops, providing their services. Because we only right. see her doing that. Um, and if that's the case that, like, you can do that in this game and do it prevalently, this game looks great. And it, yeah. it does follow the same trope of your skills are what you do. So, like, if you do stuff in-game, you can potentially unlock skills that allow you to do that better. So the example is uh, she hit something with her shield. She got like the shield bash skill or shield attack, I think is technically what they called it. Um, So you could do stuff like that where you do something actively in game and then become better at it. So obviously if you're like a good cook in person and you start cooking in game, you'd probably get like really good cooking skills. Right. I like that concept. It's a fun concept. It's partly how this game gets broken. I want to go into that a little bit because her friend Sally... Yeah. has has a thing in the later episodes that is she's just calling out skills of Cascade and Coke's attack and then either blocking everything or dodging everything in doing so. But those are just her uh, natural abilities. She's just lying about having skills. Yeah. It, it's crazy because... I, I love I love the interest between that. So you have Maple, who has apparently never played a game before. Mm-hmm. And it makes me wonder, did she buy the VR headset as well just because of the recommendation? Like, did she go That'd buy a game? Yeah. <laughs> buy a game plus the, like, you know, full dive or whatever VR headset thing. Like, just because her friend said you should play this game. Like, it, or is it that much of a commodity now that they're that I, cheap? I assume. I had... It, it, it's it's just um, Facebook's three hundred dollar VR headset in yeah. the future when it's actually a full dive headset. Yeah, maybe and it's also possible maybe she had it before for like non game stuff. Like in the future, who knows? Maybe you watch media through it or whatever. But, well, they do. Well, okay, uh, they do um, adjust the time scale of the game. Like you could do a five day five day event in. Two like hours a, or whatever. Two hours or a night. Like, imagine doing that for studying. Oh my god, you, that'd be amazing! You get homework and you do you you put on the VR headset and then you just spend three days studying and then you take it off and now it's time for dinner. That would be amazing. Being able to yeah, just spend like two IRL hours and technically like study for days. I do want to cover that a little bit in a, in a bit because I do want to talk more about that concept. Back just in the game itself, though, um, you had talked about how, or yeah, we were talking about how like Maple is like never played a game, uh, has no experience. Sally is actually the opposite. She has won like competitions for gaming yes. and like various games. And I do find it amusing that Maple's like, okay, I'm going to go all vitality. All defense, not a single point in anything else. Yes. And we find out Sally in real life is very, like, athletic, very dexterous, very agile, 
So she's, in essence, decides to play something in game that's kind of the same. Right. They make the comment, though, when she first makes her character about, like, oh, you're doing, like, a stat spread. She puts, like, 10 in strength, 10 in vitality, like, a very small amount, and then dumps pretty much everything else into agility. By the end, I swear to God, she's just dumping in agility. Yeah, I mean... She's just doing what Maple did, in essence. So... Yeah, the game seems to really enjoy when people just dump all their points into one stat. It's... I feel like the... I feel like this is going to be like some other games I've actually played where dumping a very minute amount into pretty much everything, kind of like uh, Sally did to start. Like, just enough to not walk super slow like Maple. Like, get <laughs> right. enough to get an average walking speed. So whatever that is, 10 points, 5 points, whatnot. You just right. average everything to, like, a normal person, and then, yeah, you just dump stat into one stat. It just seems to be what the game for favors. Right. Um, especially since it's, skills make up for everything. Yeah. I mean... Uh, it could also be like Dark Souls. It, you get to a certain point in your your leveling, and then it's really diminishing returns. You still want to keep using the that same major stat because you're still getting returns. They're just less. I feel like this game needs to add a diminishing return cap to uh, their skills, they or need just to remove some of Maple's skills. <laughs> yeah. Why is there? I don't. If you make a game, why would you ever? have skills that straight up double the payout of a, of a stat, like an attribute. That's that, an absurd balance. And not only that, she got two of them. So she has four times the and vitality. stack somehow. That kind of skill should not stack. Thought this was a good idea. What game developer thought this was a good idea? And she's not the only one. They give the... Um, they get the guild bonus that gives 10% strength across the board. Mm-hmm. And they get the, um, what's it, the item? From the 3% from the cow thing. No, that's what well. I was talking about, though. That, like, guild. Yeah. But, the no, I'm trying to remember. I think it was an item they get for the two girls, for Mei and Yui, that give them two times strength. So it's like, they get the guild bonus... Oh. Of strength. Yeah, no, it, w- it was for rushing through the, the first Yeah, boss. it's a skill. Yeah. It's a skill. Like It just gives them two times strength. So it's like, oh, so they stump, they dump all strength. There's a, a skill that gives them two times strength. Plus, they're getting a guild cross the bonus of percentage increase. Yeah. <sighs> what developers thought this was like? Okay, yeah. Also, does Maple have that skill as well, despite having a strength of zero? <laughs> Yes, because remember they make that joke like, "Oh, this won't matter for Maple," but she had atrocity, oh, yeah. and she hadn't yeah, shown she him got yet. Atrocity, and then it, that, that doubled her strength. <laughs> yeah, because atrocity gives her fifty strength while she's in atrocity. So mm-hmm. actually, uh, she didn't get the double, but she got the like ten percent increase or whatever. So it became right. fifty-five. Uh, so it's like, yeah, the guild bonus like affected her because she freaking just goes into atrocity and gets fifty strength. The one thing I, the one thing I do wish. I need to stop touching my mic. The one thing I do wish um, that they would get into that they don't with this game is they never give us a reference point. Like, what is high vitality? I don't think at any point they really give us a reference of like, oh, 200 is like high. Because she ends yeah, up over 1,000. I mean, at the, the the party at the end of the episode, she's like, I think it broke five numbers or five yeah. digits. And I'm like... Everybody goes, uh. 
Yeah. I want to know what, like, I really wish they would have just, even if it was an offhand comment, like once, where uh, one of the more simple characters like Kazumi or Kuromu would, like, mention what their strength is. Or in the text messages, like, at the end of each episode. Like, that would be great if, like, one of them asked, like, hey, what's your guys' vitality? And then, like, everyone just responds with what theirs is. That way you yeah. see, like, oh, these people are all considered, you know, high-level yeah. characters. What's the meta stat spread for our great shielder? Yeah. That's not Maple. <laughs> yeah. I want to know because it would give way better reference because Maple's only like she hasn't even reached max level of 60. I think what well, at the end she's like 40. Somewhere I don't there. even I wasn't paying attention to that. <laughs> yeah. She passed 30 during I think it was the second event. Like she passed when level they 30. were doing the, the training arc. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's like she's not even max level yet. And if she's in five digits because of her four times multiplier. Yeah. Like, and they're going to keep doing events. And I assume all of these events are going to have rewards that will probably stack. Yeah. Those, those freaking game devs. And it's just hilarious watching the game masters like freak out every time. Cause they're yeah. like, and what they the hell? Like, How do we deal with this? And I'm like, you don't. No, you don't. You broke we your game. They even said like oh we made a boss that was supposed to be unbeatable How, who beat it like maple and sally and nobody else yeah it's like this this boss was literally supposed to be unkillable and meanwhile sally and maple telling other people are like yeah it had a lot of health it was a hard fight it's yeah. like you you weren't even supposed to kill it like what the heck yeah Aww. that's that was like a full raid boss for whatever 40 people all right, all right, we just need to get into Maple because I have this question for you <laughs> because it had to do with that fight because uh, she gained Stout Guardian during that fight. Is Maple actually a barbarian? She blocks with her chest and she has Stout Guardian. She's an orc barbarian. You might be right there <laughs> if you're comparing it to D&D. <laughs> She's a orc barbarian. She comes back at one HP and she blocks with her chest. That's the funny thing. She has a shield. And a lot during that fight with, uh, I can't remember what it's called now, whatever feather. Um, a lot of during that fight, she just blocks by holding her arm up. Like she has a shield in her left hand and she just blocks by holding her arm up. Because like her right. defense is so high anyway, she doesn't even need her shield. Um, and actually I'm surprised just, they yeah. didn't give her a skill for dual wielding shields. Oh, there's time. There's I mean, time. that might be the next thing <laughs> if later in the, the light novel or whatever. Well, but, she um, technically probably could because she also got, I would think, the skill that lets her use two-handed weapons in one hand. She did the same thing that the girls did. She helped her. Oh, yeah. So would that apply to shields? Uh, maybe. <laughs> it might apply to great shields. That would be hilarious. Um, no, I, I was literally watching that episode, and I'm like, I think she is an orc barbarian at this point mm -hmm. like, who uses shields and armor. I just block with my chest and I can come back at one HP. Uh, and then a uh, Karumu gets the similar ability where like he has a 50, 50 chance. I think it is to yeah. just not die whenever he hits zero HP. All right. But yeah, let's talk a bit about her. Uh, first off, I find it hilarious that I don't know if it's a, it must be like a Japanese pronunciation thing, but she calls Hydra Hydra. 
It's probably just pronunciation thing. Yeah, it just made me laugh every time. It's like Hydra. It's like, okay. Okay. Right. It's cute. It is, I guess. So yeah, we would get a little bit into her. Um, first off, yeah, she dumped all into vitality uh, slash defense. It depends your translation, and that confuses me every time. It's vitality. Yeah, it's like most games though. Vitality refers to health, but in this game, it seems to do health and defense. I guess I don't know. Um, but yeah, so she has Hydra, which seems pretty darn OP. Like, yeah, yeah. Er, early game, it's just nobody has the absurd poison resistance you need to deal with this, but she managed to do it in a day. Yeah, that's the other thing I don't get in this game. is Do you assume part of it is that her vitality is really high for the content when she fights the uh, poison hydra or poison dragon? Mm -hmm. um, so she just like chugs potions... And keeps taking the poison attack, like increasing her her poison yes. resistance. Yes. It's like, is it because this poison was extra strong? Or I mean, she might have had a lot of potions. For all we know, she sat there and drank a hundred potions. Like right. we don't know how many times she sat there breaking potions. Yeah. My my concern is more okay, you can learn poison resistance in a day and it's poison immunity. Why doesn't everybody have poison immunity? I don't because know. It, there doesn't seem to be like a a limit to the number of skills you can just randomly acquire. Yeah, it does make you wonder. That's kind of what I was leaning towards. Is like he says he'll split half of his potions with her. So let's think if you take an average, like decently diehard player, because the guy's a veteran player. How many potions do you typically carry? Kind of depends the game, but I would assume 50 to 100 maybe. Somewhere that in that range. My consider. I was going to say 50. Yeah, so she has, what, 25 to 50 potions on her. And she's, mm -hmm. she pops a potion every time it uses the ability. So let's say, you know, 25 to 50 times she's, like, taking a poison attack from him. That's mm -hmm. not that many in the grand scheme of things. No. And in a game where you know that if you do something or like get hit with something over time, you're going to gain a skill from it or gain a like resistance to it. Yeah. yeah. Why don't you have more people like just going the, out? And the first boss is a poison Hydra. Like even if you did went into that fight with no poison resistance, you would probably just go by the end of the fight. If you survived would have poison, at least a low level of poison resistance, yeah, like entry level. Yeah, you would think. So this goes back to, I guess, like this show you can't look too deeply at because there's stuff like this, <laughs> this where it just makes no sense. This is why I said the game is horribly balanced. Yeah, it is. And uh, you had made a comment before we started recording about like, you know, how are there not like power gamers or whatever, like people who would just do that. They'd be like, OK, there's a poison hydra guy here or poison dragon here. I'm going to go build up my poison resistance to immunity. Okay, now I'm going to go find one that's fire and, like, go build up my, you know, fire to immunity. And, like, they would just be going around spamming every type of element and, like, getting their immunity to it. Yeah. Um, I think part of that is that this must be a new game because they make a comment about, like, uh, hey, Pain got to, like, level 60 already. Right. And this was the first event in the show was the first event of the game. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, this must be a game that's only maybe a few weeks old at this point. It um, seems like it, just a couple of weeks old. 
So maybe part of it is that people haven't entirely picked up on this. I still find it hard to believe that a character like Payne, who's obviously a power gamer, a no-lifer in essence, yeah. I find it very hard to believe that he wouldn't like be doing that stuff. Like if he mm -hmm. rushed 60 before everyone else was probably even 40, like right. you'd, you'd think he'd be going around doing this exact thing. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, so uh, I, I want to point out Payne is the only speedrunner in this whole game. Like nobody else. Everybody goes, oh, Payne was the first guy to hit level 60. There's nobody else who was speedrunning a brand new game. Just I mean, him. He could be the first to hit it. But yeah, you you'd think that very shortly after there'd be other people hitting it. And maybe part of it is <laughs> those people just don't care. Because you do have the people who are speedrunners that say aren't endgame content people. So maybe there are some that hit 60 after him that just don't do the events because they just don't care. Yeah. Like that's the kind of person I typically end up being in a game like this where it's like, okay, I hit max level and then I do my own thing. I'm not doing giant guild sure. events or whatever. So sure, maybe, sure. but you'd think, yeah, maybe there'd be one or two in the, the other two main guilds. Um, so I kind of, actually, I wonder if this would have benefited from like stat screens. So you know how like some anime, like at the end of it, they'll like throw up a stat screen on a character mm -hmm. or something. Right. I, I wonder if this would have benefited from that, where at the end, you know, they picked like a random person who maybe was a focus of that episode. And, and then just- Yeah, and then you see their circular stat screen as well as the- Yeah. And then that would give us one frame of reference because like, you know, they throw up pains or they throw up uh, like me's. And you get to see like, oh, their vitality is this or whatever. So it'd give us reference, but then it also would tell us, oh, like that person does have poison resist, like great, but just not immune or mm -hmm. that would probably would have been more work than they wanted to do. All right. So let's get into how she uh, caused him to nerf the game. So the first stupid OP thing she does is get devour. Okay. And immunity to attacks. Yeah, in essence. Absorb the, the, the damage into mana. Yeah, not just absorb the damage. Absorb the thing, depending its resistance, size, and scale. Right. So it's like, what the heck is this? Like, what game dev makes this? What, who thinks it's a good idea? It's like, did you, did you <laughs> okay, think... Okay, yeah. So on this drawing board, we've got the shield, and if you attack the shield... Uh, you get devoured if you don't pass your resistance check. I'm like, uh, what's the resistance? Uh, probably your vitality or something. I'm like, oh, that's pretty strong. Um, is it, it's like a save or die? Yeah, it should be fine. Oh, is this like a limited per day thing? I'm like, nah. Nah, why would you do that? <laughs> PvP is not a thing in this game. It doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, the thing that I find even crazier is you might not entirely be correct. She put it on her shield. Does that mean you could put this on your weapon? And if you hit someone with it, it would do the same thing? Oh God. What if you were an archer and you could put it on your bow and then it applied to arrow shots? Yeah, or you're, or you're a ninja and you just stab yeah. somebody real quick and then they just instantly disappear. Yeah, because that's the thing is she says, ooh, I'll put this on my shield. And it's like, does that mean you could put it on a weapon? Because they eventually nerf it to where it can only work 10 times a day. Still it's seems still pretty really high. still really strong. <laughs> yeah, still seems really high. 
and you seemingly can change your gear as you want. Imagine just getting that skill 15 times and getting 15 different weapons and putting the skill on each one of them. Yeah, if you could obtain the same skill multiple times over, that could get ridiculously broken. I think a ninja person probably would be one of the worst because you put it on like your dagger, you put it on like your shuriken, you put it on like all these freaking like throwing daggers. Like you could yeah. just be blasting people with devour and mm -hmm. it would be ridiculous. Um, ah, man, it's such a broken ability. And the fact that it's like, a, I don't know what the check is, but it feels like the check is you're not going to pass it because during that first event, every single person that attacks her, she either paralyzes because she gets paralyzing shout also op the range yeah. on that seems like absurdly if, if you're in the area of me and i mean areas in game area which is just massive uh it paralyzes them for a set amount of time i'm assuming um so she either paralyzes them and then like walks around just taps them with the shield and devours them or she they yeah. attack and she just blocks with the shield and devours them and it's yeah. flawless every time it works like, yeah there's, nobody survives that at all. I it it's so ridiculously powerful, and then that becomes one of her like weaker abilities towards the end, because she yeah. gets she gets stuff like a that one's pretty bad. She gets the poison immunity. She um, gets the she, AO defense angel halo ability. Well, I, I was trying to cover a few of the simpler ones. I don't have the names oh, for okay. all of them because she has two of them that give two times vitality, which are broken. She gets mm -hmm. the Stout Guardian, which lets her, if they manage to somehow kill her, she comes back with one HP because that's not bad enough. Um, and then she gets into the broken stuff like Loving Sacrifice. Anyone who's, so her, so she gets Cover Move, which she uses to negate the fact she's slow. So she can just use Cover Move and jump in front of an ally. So she spams the crap out of this because like, Sally's really fast, so she just keeps spamming it to catch up to Sally. Right. Or Sally, like, piggybacks her, because I guess she has enough strength to do that, at least. Um, but she also has cover. So cover... I would have liked to yeah. joke about uh, Sally, but like, oh, man, Maple, you're really heavy. Yeah, they should have done I'm the not joke. That. I'm not that fat. How did they not, with the comedy in their show, how did they not make that joke once? Yeah. I guess they're just that friendly. Uh but anyway, she gets cover as well, which in essence seems to just be like a strong block that helps yeah. people who are behind you type thing. Um, we They actually don't mention what it is, but she cover moves in front of people and then uses cover to like block yeah. with her shield. So loving sacrifice is the cover moves big bro version, which is instead of like cover and blocking the person, like using your shield and protecting the people behind you, it's AOE. If you're within this range, you get cover effects. In essence, you get her vitality stat. Like, you're within this circle, no one can hurt you. Right, unless they can hurt Maple. Yeah. The only, I guess, the downside to it, because that is one of the things that they don't, they don't tell us with a lot of these abilities what, like, the mana cost is or what the, the downside is. Some of them they do. So Loving Sacrifice, she takes a huge HP hit to cast it. Um. So that's one of the downsides is to cast it, it uses a lot of her HP. She also has a lot of HP, so like, does it really matter? A lot of, yeah. Is it um, a percentage or is it a flat? <laughs> I would assume it's percentage, but like I think the games I can think of, an ability like that would, what, at most use 20% of your HP probably? Probably. Something like that. Her HP is broken to begin with. Um, so it does that, and the second side effect is 
it doesn't just give him her block. It gives him her block, and any damage that gets past the block, she takes. The people inside the AoE don't take. Yeah. So it redirects. That's the sacrifice part, I guess, of loving sacrifice is that she takes whatever damage happens within that circle. Once again, it doesn't matter. They're not getting hit to begin with. So right. it, it does matter. Until they does added piercing weapons. but Yeah, nerfed her as well by adding piercing damage. Um, isn't that great? Why, who, who makes a game and doesn't have piercing damage? Like, really? Really? Anyway, they eventually add it. So yeah, she gets that. She gets atrocity, which just turns her into a demon. Right after she can turn into an angel, she gets the ability to turn into a demon. Yeah, I want to point out, she keeps getting skills by eating monsters, which is another thing that, who designed that? Like, sure, you can add food and it, like, has a taste, but who added the ability to bite down on a monster and it turn into food that you can taste? I mean, that part I, I'm not too shocked about, that, like things have taste or because that to me that's something you would implement in a game as like a base level so you would implement like that things certain things in the game associate to certain tastes and this is how you would develop probably your food system for like a full dive type game is oh like, if you're gonna have like a cook class yeah you would just you would just have it be that everything in the game has like attributes that would associate to a taste or whatever yeah it is weird that someone took that a step further and just oh okay. let you Eat, eat monsters live i i would imagine that that even could get implemented just naturally it's just who who tied that into the skill system where when you consume this thing you get a skill that's right. the part that confuses me it's like everything up till then whatever this is part of like if you're making a full guy dive game you would naturally have to have everything have like a taste associated with it just because it's easier than making a taste for every food like if people are going to be combining different ingredients that are not expected, you need everything to have an association for flavor or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the fact that yeah, with the Hydra, she's like, I can't kill you. You can't kill me. I guess I'll eat you. Yeah. And that gives her skills. What? Yeah. Uh, and then after that, she found out that she could just eat everything. And, yeah. uh, and that's and how she does that for a number of things she can't kill i think almost every skill she gets up till the like final four i think she got from eating (laughs) i remember right it's like the final four she got from quests like loving sacrifice she got from a side quest um atrocity she got from just like a zone quest uh machine god she got from a quest that she stumbled across upon woolly she got from just playing with sheep um yeah so I think, I think those, like the last four things she got are not from eating, but I think everything else was from eating. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But yeah, so the atrocity allows her to become a demon. And then she machine gods the like big, bad final ability she gets, which is just, she turns into like a mecha almost. I also want to point out her, her armor has a mecha form. Who is the designer that they forced to work 24-7 for months at a time to every armor set in the game have a custom mecha yeah. thing. Like, that's an absurd level of work. I, that's where you really hope that uh, 
they had an efficient game development system where it's like, okay, this is what the mecha armor looks like. And then it just like draws Text, textures over. Yeah. Textures slash color schemes. So it's like, okay, this is your armor. Here's like the texture and color scheme. It applies to this way on this model or like you mm-hmm. hope that's what they did. Cause otherwise that yeah. game dev. <sighs> Cause there's a lot of different armors you see in this game. Like mm-hmm. a lot. Every main, every main character. Imagine if like Kasumi with the the pink robe had that yeah the machine god thing is just hilarious and i like how that becomes her new mode of transportation it's like switch to machine god shoot the ground to burst up into the air and then like you in essence she just projectiles herself (laughs) because she has the health what's the fall damage yeah (laughs) i do actually i do want to make a comment about why did she think it was a good idea she used atrocity once to um Catch herself off coming off the cliff yeah. right before the machine god fight. Why? Why didn't she just land? She she Be- because they didn't want to give her a reason to use atrocity in that machine god fight. But even then, she wouldn't need to. She used machine god, like atrocity. Well, no, I mean like because she started getting beaten up, and then you would think, oh, immediately pull out your strongest skill, atrocity. Oh, she used it to catch herself earlier, so she can't use it. Well, but at the same time, you also would use the thing of maybe she was told not to use it because later that becomes one of the uh, the uh, clutches of like she uses. Oh, don't tr- use this more than one once a day. Yeah, like, but that becomes a thing of uh, like her big turning point is like she uses atrocity in the in the event and like walks around just mutilating people with atrocity, and like she tries to stay in it as long as possible to like make up. A- so it, how does that not have like a timeout after like ten minutes? How does loving sacrifice not have a timeout? She just walks around with it. When they tell her, "Hey, go on the offensive," she just walks around with loving sacrifice the entire time. Yeah, that's true too. How does nothing have a timer? Like, how is this not like a you can do this for ten seconds or something? Like, yeah, game devs, what the hell? Like, once again, don't look at this too closely because, like, no ability seems to have a, a like, cooldown. Well, they do mention cooldowns multiple times, but nothing seems to have a timer of, like, how long it lasts. Right. Or, like, a I, use counter. I don't... I mean, even Machine God seems to last for ages, but it's usually left over. Like, it only ends after she seems to run out of energy. Oh, back to your comment about the poor game dev. Who's the poor game dev that had to make all the different variants of Machine God? Because, like, she'll just spawn the arm. Or, like, oh, just yeah. spawn, like, literally she'll spawn, like, individual components of it. So it's like a game dev had to go, okay, here's all the different weapons of Machine God. Here's all the different components of it. Now I need to individually, like, model and set up each item as separate items. That way they can be summoned separately my god because <laughs> otherwise you could just have a single model and you didn't have it, it cut yeah. in any way but no no <laughs> no yeah, she like just summons the cannon yeah oh no <laughs> poor game dev I'm, I'm so sorry for you oh man that game oh but yeah so it's just kind of ridiculous these abilities she stumbles across but, but back to the thing i mentioned earlier it is interesting, though, that a lot of the stuff that she stumbles across, like I said, isn't like at first everything she does, everything she earns makes her like vitality spam build better. It's like purposely good for her. It ups her vitality or it 
gives her an immunity or whatever. Like yeah. the only exception is kind of Hydra, but uh, since that was part of with her poison immunity, it kind of made sense. Then out of then it, all of a sudden, like quest she stumbles across and stuff, we're giving her stuff that don't fit the build but kind of work. So like Wooly, for example, it's kind of an extra defense thing. She like she's encased in wool, so like no one can really hurt her. Kind of goes with that, but it becomes broken because she finds out she can inject it with poison. So if anyone tries to get into her. They take a bunch of damage, but she never uses that. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, well, she uses Wooly during, I think, the final event once. But yeah, she doesn't poison it. Um, yeah. So it's like, oh, whatever. Uh, and then like stuff like Atrocity, it's it only kind of is good for her because it's it makes up for her stat issue. It's like mm-hmm. since it has fifty strength, it's very offensive. Like it's just good for her for when she like needs to trigger to be offensive. But it makes sense that that would be good for anyone. Same with Machine God. It's like yeah. she just gets these abilities that makes up for the fact she has zero in these stats because they just naturally give you these stats when you use them. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay. I assume it actually adds those stats, not just becomes. Uh, imagine having 100, uh, or having 100 strength and then you use atrocity and it becomes 50. I could see that though because you're becoming the entity. Um, because if that's not the case, then she's literally unkillable as atrocity because it would have it her vitality. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I'm like guessing it just overrides. Mark, mark down for checking game balance. <laughs> yeah, I, I would assume that since, as far as we know, she becomes the thing that it you just get its stats like it is a separate entity with certain stats they only mention it once when they make the comment about like oh it's 50 strength whatever um but yeah i would have to go back and actually listen to the way they word it and then probably ignore it talk to someone who knows japanese so that i can get a better translation to like know whether it says that it sets her strength to 50 or like adds 50 mm. um, also uh th- including in game I- i'm jumping around here because I'm remembering the the final final battle there. Yeah, phantasmal world, <laughs> the spell that Ka- Kaide casts that just makes seven of Maple's atrocity. Yeah, yeah. That also doesn't seem to time out. Yeah, isn't it great? Nothing seems to time out. Ugh. I don't know. And taking it back a little bit too, because this is one of those things that. I could see a game dev making and then not realizing how broken it is. Um, the spell store for, what is it, Kanade? Kanade, yeah, has that has her Akashic Records, which yeah. cool that it gives you a separate skill every day. That's actually kind of cool. And other games have implemented that where like they'll give you a bonus to a trade skill that mm-hmm. changes day by day. Cool, but then she gets spell store. So it's like, okay, you expend twice the magic power to add the spell to the spell store but then it instant casts whatever you use it yeah in a game like this is and it's seemingly unlimited number of spells you can store yeah in a game like this does it costing double the magic matter at all like i'm assuming you just have passive mp regeneration yeah and and mp potions which are probably cheap 
So I can't log into the game every day. So I'll just log in uh, for five minutes, cast all of my heavy spells, store them in the spell store and leave for the day. And then when I come back the next day, my mana will be full. And by the time the weekend rolls around when I can actually play, I'll just cast infinite black holes. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's, oh man. I, I can't I can't even think of a way to game balance that. Like you just you'd have to heavily restrict you could, how many spells could be in there at a time. Yeah, it, and it would max out with very low. It would like have three. to be like three, yeah. three or five. Because when you're cast, I mean, the, some of them were like okay, whatever. Like fireball, yeah, an instant cast fireball is kind of OP, but not. It's not ridiculous. I mean, no. but yeah, you get to stuff like making black holes or whatever. It's like. This is kind of ridiculous that you could just instant cast this on someone out of nowhere for no yeah. mana because, you know, you've already stored the mana. It's like, God dang. Like some of the, yeah, yeah, I don't get it. Uh, oh, we didn't even talk about freaking syrup yet. <laughs> yeah. What game has, these seem to, these seem to be random pets. Like this is not a part of the game's implementation. Like not everyone also, has a nobody pet. else. Nobody else has a pet because it required beating the the bird boss that is hypothetically impossible. Yeah, and they do ask which pets they were, the eggs or which eggs they were. So I'm going to mm -hmm. assume there must be a bunch extra in the world. So it's like these are very unique, um, non-standard implementation system. But both their pets have abilities that are in essence as strong as a player. So they're in essence players that are with you. Yeah, because friggin' syrup can just like grab Hyper people beam. with vines, vines, hyperbeam, like these ridiculous spells. Um, I forget the name of it. I don't think I actually managed to find it real quick. But the oh, Oboro, by the way, ha, yeah. funny. She names her fox minced meat, which kind of goes with syrup. Okay, but mm -hmm. Oboro um, has like. Freaking ridiculous fire spells. Like in essence, I forget what it was called, but like can create like a firewall or like shoot fire abilities that seem pretty overpowered. Like or okay. cast uh Shadow Clone. Which I will say one positive thing is it wasn't Naruto's Shadow Clone where all of them are physical. <laughs> yeah, I will give credit to that where it was more of the like you don't know which one is me type thing. Yeah. Be because unlike Maple, who's all about, like, defense, you can't hurt me, but high vitality. Yeah. Um, Sally went the route of just, you can't hit me. My agility is so broken, and me as a person is so agile to begin with that you just cannot hit me. Yeah. Um, which was really cool. Except then she goes and breaks it by having that ability that if she dodges abilities, her defense goes up over time, and it's like... Who thought this was a good ability to add to the game? Right. It's like, what's your issue as someone who spammed agility? Well, if I get hit, I die. All right. Yeah. Well, I have Here, to one hit you because if I don't, that issue is now gone. <laughs> okay. Okay. Whatever. Oh, so, so ridiculous. Yeah. I, I just don't even. All right. Well. There has to be like a stamina system, but that never really comes up. Yeah, there. How no? Would you would you implement a stamina system in a full dive game though? Like, because you would 
you would think. Yeah, and all, I mean, Sally seems to be exhausted, but she's not physically moving her body in the final battle. But I think a lot of that probably could be attributed to, say, like having no MP and um, like no maybe you know skills that are like once per day use or whatever being uh, worn out. I don't know because it, it's weird because you would think, okay, do you implement a stamina system in like a full dive game? Well, it would make sense to do it from game balance. It makes game balance easier to have a stamina system. But in a game that's supposed to be about immersion, it would be very, I think, immersion breaking, like your stamina just being zero. So like a stamina system you implement would almost have to be very broad, not like what we know well, in games. You, yeah, no, it would have to be very, I want to say insidious in that after a few few hours of like heavy exercise, you're like, wow, I'm really tired. Yeah. It'd be really and it's not it would be an impossible, but I mean you're still doing a full dive VR thing, so you have access to people's brains. Yeah. It would just be very man, it'd be the, so hit, hard to implement. Hit the neurons that control uh your your exhaustion. Yeah, but at the same time they're hitting the neurons that control your taste like in your enjoyment of taste when you eat food. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't know if I would be that concerned about it, implementing the, hitting the ones that do that. I just think it'd be, it'd be really hard to program. Oh yeah. You'd have to have like each skill and each action, like take stamina, but unlike what we know from a game where it would take like large amounts of stamina, you'd be, you'd be taking very small quantities off the stamina yeah that just would build up to oh man i've been doing heavy workouts or like heavy combat for a long period of time yeah oh that'd be that'd be so difficult all right i'm trying to think i think we should just get into kind Different of hit. characters well <laughs> or, or just hits or miss i think we were not talking about this all did, sorts of stuff there's not much structure to this one today um no. but part of that has to do with the show itself it's so light-hearted and um, there's no real plot to it. There's no character development really to it. It's it's kind of just a go along for the adventure, have mm -hmm. laughs, and uh, enjoy yeah, the it, ride. Yeah, don't look too closely at anything. Yeah, so there's really not much to talk about as far as character development or any of that. But let's actually, before we get into hit picks and nitpicks, um, what's your favorite character? Me. You? Oh, me. Mm as in the mii flame yeah me. yeah the, the flame emperor <laughs> but she's cute when there's nobody else is around <laughs> yeah she she has that persona of like everyone everyone always talks about oh her charisma is amazing like you know she's got ridiculous charisma and yeah no one's around and she just turns into a, a cry wimp crybaby yeah it's like oh i let everyone down they're all gonna hate me <laughs> <laughs> i'll get you next time <laughs> Yeah, she is pretty great. Uh, she is a really good one. Uh, the fight with her was really, I thought, pretty well done too. Mm -hmm. It was really nice. Uh, the it's it's it's. I can't imagine actually writing this series. Like, how do you make a fight against Maple seem not Reason, just yeah. one sided? <laughs> yeah. Um, and that that fight definitely felt like Maple would have lost had she not had absurd skills yeah if she more particularly well, if she didn't have machine god because machine yes. god was the the big uh crutch in that for her 
Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, at that point, only one person had seen Machine God, which I think is when she saved Sally. And even then, it depends how closely they looked at her because, you know, she was raining down hell upon all of them. Right. So I think only a couple people actually noticed that she was a giant mecha. Right. Um, but that was kind of the first real reveal of Machine God. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, without that, I think she actually potentially could have lost. Um, no, she's a really good pick. Uh, for me, I don't know because there is so many good characters in this and they're all so well written. I'm trying to think who my favorite might be because I kind of like is the crafter chick. Like she, yeah, she's just, I could say that. And you, you tend to like, like crafters in general. So, yeah. but on top of that, I feel like the humor behind her and the way they wrote her is really good because she, you kind of get that feel that her and, uh, uh, was it Kuromu are going to like have some sort of relationship or something? The one that introduced <laughs> is to uh, Babel. It's yeah, like they seem to know each other prior a little bit. Yeah, they're maybe both probably veteran. Uh, we know he's a veteran player. So it's, you have that feeling that they've probably been playing games together for quite a while and like mm-hmm. just known each other for quite a while. But I just love also her humor. Like the amount of times that Maple, they'll like get summoned out by Maple for Maple to show off an OP ability and is is just like, it's fine as long as we're allies. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like she's OP, but whatever. I'm her friend. It's like uh, that mentality. It's so perfect. Mm-hmm. It's like, yep. Yeah. All right, but let's get into. Like I said, there's not much to this. So let's just start talking about stuff that we love and stuff we hate. So, um, first off, I I want to start with the uh, episode one. You immediately get the humor from this. By like she sets out to fight a monster and she finds this like small bunny looking thing. And what does she do? She goats it. She encourages it to hurt her. <laughs> You're too, you can do it. <laughs> Come on, Mr. Bunny. You got this. Come on, hit me harder. You can do this. Like, and you she apparently seems to spend like hours, hours. in game, like yeah. encouraging this thing to hurt her. And totally fine. It she thinks it's hilarious the whole time. And I don't then, know. I don't know about you, but I'm not sure I can do the same thing for three hours straight and still think it's as funny as the first minute. Yeah, we also though have to remember we don't we don't know what the in game to out of game time frame is in here. We know what it is for events. Like the first event was a if I remember it was a Actually, I'm trying to remember now. It was two hours out of game. Oh, no. Sorry. The second event. So the second event was one week in game, but it was two hours out of game. Mm-hmm. So that is fast. I mean, they talk about changing time for events and stuff. But if yeah. that's if that's the case and they're willing to go that fast, I would imagine maybe it's like a day to an hour in normal time or something like that. So, I could see that. so like, okay, she spent, you know, half an hour, like, goading this bunny to attack her and hurt her. Okay, maybe it kind of makes sense. Um, so, yeah, I thought, her, yeah. I mean, if you, you take the meta view of, like, her brain is still getting used to the time dilation, it didn't feel like that long to her. That too, possibly, yeah. Maybe it did feel like half an hour to her as, like, or 15 minutes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, just 
the hit pick of the comedy because then she turns and follows up with the bee and is like oh i'll just play dead so it keeps spurting me with like poison yeah uh, uh, and upping my immunity like what the huh oh no <laughs> i'm dying uh freaking just goading everything into attacking her and mm-hmm. this goes back to our comment of why do more people not do this <laughs> if it's that simple that you can just like walk out there and just keep telling a monster to attack you yeah okay uh, maybe it was because she's a great shielder but apparently i think they say it earlier in the game that nobody plays great shielders yeah uh, i mean i could imagine that even if they don't make it like who really how many people play diehard tanks like in a lot of games you play, a lot of the times people want the tankiest thing they can be without being useless, I guess, outside of being a tank. Yeah. Um, so I could see how people might do like warrior classes or something that can be tanky but aren't so yeah. bad at attacking because they're super a lot, of, a lot of people like to play DPS. Yeah. So you I think I think uh, desire on MMOs for classes played is like... Uh, dps tank or dps caster tank healer yeah that's i i actually think healer might be above tank i don't know it's, it dep- i think it depends on the game like what's their implementation yeah. of a tank? yeah what, what what how fun is the game is it to play yeah and on top of that certain games like you look at something like world of warcraft and there's such variety in tanks that it makes sense because they have not only like health blocking tanks, but you've got dodge tanks, you've got mitigation tanks. Like there's so many, you know, some use armor versus some use like just health pools. Mm-hmm. I think that's where this game is interesting because I think when Sally chooses to be a swashbuckler, she mentions that they're somewhat, they're like, they're dodge tanks in essence. So like you yeah. can play a swashbuckler as a tank, it's a dodge tank versus like a shield tank. So I could see Great Shield being not very popular if you have stuff like swashbuckler dodge tanking where people would rather just avoid damage right. um, and tank versus like having to just stand there and take it yeah um, i like playing dodge tanks honestly <laughs> if there's an option i typically prefer dodge tanks over shielder tanks mm-hmm. um but yeah so the humor of that oh and the um back to humor i took a pounding but i liked it and she bit her tongue. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was like, all right, man. Well, um, how old are you? Yep. I like how everyone's like, uh, I think she slipped up on that. It's like, yeah, you think so? Yeah, think so. Being super yeah. bashful and uh, saying I took a pounding, but I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. And she didn't is even the funnier part. After that yeah. event, I love they actually mentioned the stats and I wrote them down. That in that first event, she took zero damage. She got attacked a lot. She defeated 2,028 people during that first event and took zero damage. Oh, I actually also wrote that down. (laughs) And that's why it's even more funny that she's like, I took a pounding, but I liked it. It's like, no, you didn't. You didn't at all. (laughs) You you got touched a couple of times, yeah. but took no damage. There's a couple of people that she let, like, hit her with their swords. 
Like there's yeah. a couple of times that people like swung and hit her in the thigh or something. And she's just like, oh, or like hit her in the head. And she's just like, meh. Yeah. <laughs> like, doesn't matter. Cause at that point she had I'm trying to think 800 something. Yeah. I think 800 ish. Yeah. I think her vitality. Yeah. At the end of episode one, her vitality was 864. So yeah. In that event, event she had nearly a thousand vitality. Yeah. And this is where it's like, I want to know what the average is. Cause these people just hit her, but didn't do any damage. Also, they have this instanced PvP thing where they just dumped all of their players. Um, what, like? Yeah, I'm. I'm going to assume that there is a sign-up period for these events. Well, but also like, um, you, the the level limit. Do you, or if if you had pain at max level in that fight, is he just out leveled everyone killing them? Why, or is there like a, a standardized level? My assumption is that in a game like this, where skills are varied and vast and you have to earn them is that they probably actually do a stat balance where they do like a stat squish to balance out higher level versus lower level, because your benefit of higher level is going to then be like your skills and abilities. Mm-hmm. So your stat and level itself as a base unit is not as important as much as like what you've obtained from leveling. So it kind of helps lower levels come up to the tier of a higher level. Mm. Um, So I would assume that there's probably some sort of stat squish. Uh, But then again, these guys are bad at their games. So yeah, yeah, it's it's probably that Payne can walk into the low level section where everybody spawn and swings his sword 15 times and everyone is dead. Yeah, they do mention that he won readily in that yes. first event. And if she killed, you know, almost or just 2, over 2000 people, what did he stop? Um and they Yeah, like, I didn't yeah, I didn't really see that that yeah. screen, but they said readily that he uh beat him and we see at one point during the final event that he like takes out a bunch of people and uh what's his name comments like yeah you didn't even have to use a skill or anything like he just swung his sword and took him out yeah so yeah i mean it's possible that's what it is uh yeah i'm trying to think what other hit picks i have or nitpicks do you have any uh uh, I'm not good at writing those. I but I did enjoy that. I do like all of the characterization. Like all, all the characters are the appropriate level of goofy. I think they need to be for this level of show. Yeah, nobody, they... nobody's real serious or anything. Even even hyper serious pain and like his order of the the holy sword are still kind of a bit goofy. They, I do appreciate the fact that they. They seem to know the feel that they wanted for this story, and they they managed to maintain it. Um, as I mentioned in the my uh, my little comment that I think it was in the, yeah that it's it's pretty lighthearted. Even when they tried to get serious during the third event and all that, it's still pretty lighthearted. Part of that is there is no stakes. There's no plot, which leaves very yeah. few stakes for them if they lost. So. It keeps that yeah, lighthearted feel. This isn't SAO. We're trapped in a game, and I I feel like this might be a little bit of a not parody, but stab at it. So SAO is like the 
the one you think of when you think of, of like a uh, full dive MMO sort of thing. And that was always like, for what it is, very serious, you'll die. If you die in the game, you die in real life thing. And this is definitely not at all that. No, yeah, it's this at all doesn't concern itself with that, which I think is, like you said, almost like a, um, it almost does have a feel of a spoof of that genre uh, where they ma- they're kind of making fun of like how overpowered the characters get, how uh, ridiculous the situation is that these people are in with these insane abilities, with these insane like gotchas. And uh, like last second pull ass pull uh skill pull outs like oh now he can wield two swords oh now she just turns into a mecha yeah what's uh, i'm trying to remember what that what's that called um i'm trying to remember what it's called when something like conveniently happens uh ex machina yeah ex machina yeah there's a lot of those in this um and i think a lot of that is that play there was one that i was like oh that's if like this was from somebody else's perspective like we follow maple and find out how she got all of these things if we followed the perspective of somebody else who was fighting maple as like if if say pain fought maple like at every turn and you saw it the whole show from his perspective like maple just keeps pulling out bullshit every time yeah, you'd you'd be sitting there. Actually, that'd be hilarious. This is actually a show I would love a spinoff of. I would love a spinoff of this show because that would be the hilarious part. Is like you take another serious character who like just keeps running into her, and it's like, okay, what the heck? This is broken. This is ridiculous. Then everyone starts talking about, oh, she just dumped full vitality. It's like, okay, she dumped full vitality. So that means she has like no strength. She has like no agility. So. Um, I can try to use this strategy to like beat her next time I find her. And then he goes to fight her. And then all of a sudden she's like pulling cover move to like jump all over the place and like yeah, get out of the yeah. way. And then all of a sudden she's like turning into an angel and her allies then are like beating the crap out of you and you can't do anything about it. And then all of a sudden she's turning into a demon and then turning into a mecha. And you're like, what the heck do I do? Like her build is just breaking itself. <laughs> It'd be great. I would love to see a spinoff of this. I don't know which character they would pick for it, it though. Would, it would have to be some rando because, like, none of the characters show up enough. Like, it would have to be somebody else starts the game and runs into Maple, and they're like, "I'm into PvP. You want to fight me?" And then she just destroys them in the first fight, and he goes, he, "She was really strong. I want to fight her again." And, and yeah. then he does some training and then he comes back uh, and then fights her again. But then she pulls out more nonsense. Yeah, because I'm trying to think how many times they could technically. So it would be easy to just pick some random person and say that they were in the first event. That'd be simple enough. Um, okay. And then you could re rescript the entire thing because it could be one of the moments we didn't see during the first event. Like she, she beat over 2,000 people. We saw maybe a hundred or something so yeah they could easily redo that after that i don't know because they could be part of one of the groups that she attacks during the final event that we don't see when she goes on a rampage well um, i mean like you just have separate unrelated scenes to yeah all, they, all of the things that they did in this show just like while this was happening during this episode she also met this guy 
Yeah, they would they would be almost an entire rewrite, which is good. That also means that it'd be so much new content that I think it would actually be a more entertaining show. Yeah. Um, so I would love to see, yeah, a spinoff where you just someone who's like looking at these top three, like looking at me, Payne, and Maple, and just being like, "What the heck is with people in this game?" Right. It's like how what. I mean, especially Maple, because at least Pain and me, you can like summarize their builds in very few words. Yeah. And then for Maple, it's like I can summarize 80% of her build in very few words. And then the rest, I don't know how to explain. Yes. Just broken. Um, I do have one nitpick, nitpick I want to bring up, which is during that fight, actually, of the big bird. Why does Hydra do more damage the second time she uses it? Talk about a, like, Machina situation where it's like, oh, I'm going to use Hydra. The bird just freezes the Hydra and breaks it. Oh, and it yeah. does, like, this much damage. It barely scratched it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I use Hydra later and it, like, does the whole poison flood thing and, like, kills the bird. It's like, you're telling me that you did that much while you were getting your butt kicked? Like... Well, we made our overpowered boss, but we only gave it a one, uh, one massive skill cancel skill, yeah. and it, it has a five minute cooldown, so it can only do that once. Or she rolled a nat twenty on that hydra damage. It's like it crit hit, and that thing failed its poison save. Yeah, so something it, like that. It just did it one shot. It in essence. It's like okay, all right. I just kind of wish that when they would have pulled. You know, even if they pulled the whole thing of like them chipping away at it or something like Sally chipping away yeah. at it or Sally, you know, she like she got her stout guardian out of nowhere. Like she earned it during the fight and that saved mm -hmm. their butt. Uh, they could have done the same with Sally, like had Sally earn some ridiculous ability or something. And then she save them by doing the final hit. It just felt like a, a little lead attack sort of thing. Yeah, it just felt really annoying that they reused Hydra and... It just worked this time. Yeah. It's like, we're not supposed to look at this that closely. It does seem I like know. a bit of piss poor writing. Um, so I had that I, nitpick. I, I've got a nitpick. Yeah. In that final battle against Pain, uh, Pain just has the ability to use his skills faster than Maple. Yeah. That's why she can't cover move. Yeah. I mean,. We assume in this like game you have to call out the ability to use it. So it's like, okay, so to be faster than her, you'd have to be able to use your ability before she can say cover move in essence yeah. or like to activate it. Like realize that she's going to do this and then before she finishes saying the word, do your own thing. Yeah, it, it is very uh, poor writing. Like, just convenient writing, I guess, to put it. Yeah. And also, like, Payne just has the ability to swing his sword once and near, if not instant kill somebody, then instant kill somebody. At least from his perspective, it makes a little more sense since he's potentially got 20 levels on everyone else. So, like, his damage scaling just might be that ridiculously strong. Mm -hmm. um, I, I understand that. I was just... Again, yeah. I, I'm bothered by the fact that this PvP event is also doesn't seem to have stat squashing. Yeah, and if it does, it is... Um, I mean, I guess to an extent, 
if it did have stat, they could have scalar stat squashing, where it's like, okay, if you're within, say, 10 levels of each other, your stats are going to squash to be very similar. But if you're outside mm-hmm. of 10 levels of each other, then it's, in essence, not squashing them because should a level 60 really be fighting a level 20? Or, like, you know, it could be one of those things where... Yeah, okay. I, I see what you're saying. It's just... Yeah, it's... He's he's very incredibly strong, like, including... I know they added piercing uh, attacks, but apparently pain can do all of Maple's health in, like, one swing. Yeah, and that's the one I don't... So this is, I think, where part of the translation issue is, or game issue, is they use vitality and defense very interchangeable. Like, throughout... I mean, even the title of the show is translated using defense, and a lot of the show says vitality inside it. Mm-hmm. So, as far as I can understand, vitality that she's leveling up increases both her health and her defense. I don't know if that's actually the case. Because if that is the case, yeah, how the heck is he doing her health in like one strike her health would be oh just insanely high yeah and and i mean those two girls have problems playing the game because they put all of their points into strength and pain being a more reasonable speedrunner probably did not put all of his skills or all his points into strength yeah but but strength is the skill that would have or the the stat which would be doing damage to maple yeah because well that or agility because it could be that thing of depending if it's like a finesse weapon or a non-finesse weapon it might damage yeah, scale and he, off. Does, he does have super speed so he might be more of an agility build using and his sword might be more of a you know finesse style or something like it yeah. might scale off of uh, agility or scale off both could be that thing where like agility gives it you know, one-to-one and, like, strength gives it a half. So, like, if you split between the two, you're still damage scaling. I, don't know. I feel like they actually just gave him a hidden hidden stat that he put all of his points into called, like, uh, the power of light or something. Because yeah. he's, he's got such a I'm the protagonist's energy. He's got, he's almost got a paladin feel. Like, yeah. I mean, he's but, the leader of the Order of the Holy he, Swords and stuff, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it is kind of, it's obvious that they just, they made an OP character because they need you to somewhat believe that Maple's going to lose. But once again, <laughs> there's like not really stakes to it. So whatever, uh, right? I guess. Uh, actually, a bit of a hit pick I have. I do like their use of montages. I do feel that they used them at appropriate times, that they were fun, yeah. engaging. Uh, yeah, they were pretty entertaining, and they didn't like overstay their wel- welcome in any way. Yeah, and it also I think was appropriate from the standpoint of they could have just skipped it and been like, "Hey, it's you know right before the event now, and we're all stronger." But it kind of added that that feel and like you were going along for the adventure. So I did uh, greatly appreciate their use of montages. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. This thing is just. It's kind of ridiculous. The show where you can't look too closely at anything. But at the same time, it was enjoyable because we've had some that if you look too closely at, they fall apart. But even despite that, they were not fun. I guess Fruit of Evolution is kind of one of those where oh, yeah. it was like, okay. Well, I, I, w- I wouldn't, I definitely wouldn't have put this on that level. This is, this is a closer viewed 
to almost in I'm what what's the word no, neither of us can pronounce the 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 feel good slice of life shows oh yeah this is closer to that than it is to like an adventure game adventure anime yeah with that being said i feel like both of these are trying to accomplish the same thing and this one just did it better they almost both are satires slash spoofs of their genre which both happen to be video game but uh fruit of evolution more isekai slash game whereas this is just just the video game aspect of it i feel they're both shooting for that same thing of being a comedy like satire slash spoof but this one did it with being i don't part of me wants to say more serious but i think it's more serious to it being a enjoyable story whereas i think fruit of evolution just it's like the old 90s and 80s spoof movies like Robin Hood Men in Tights, mm-hmm. um, that stuff, where they just, yeah. it went super hard comedy, like too far comedy almost to where it yeah. became bad. I actually like those movies. I don't think, yeah, I think those yeah. ones did it I, well. I but. think I think to have that level of humor, you have to be in the- Campy. Maybe, yeah. Well, campy, but also in the the appropriate language. Like if you make it a, make a joke about yeah. uh, the- prime minister of japan i'm not gonna get that yeah true and that uh, who knows actually maybe part of that is the fruit of evolution issue too is maybe some of it's just not translating right and like i said obviously this has translation issues because the title says defense a lot of the subtitles say vitality and that does make an impact because i associate vitality to health not defense you know defense i associate to like armor and yeah um I think it's kind of you can overlook it in this, but uh, translation obviously does impact how we take in these uh, shows. Yeah, and cultural references don't always hit. Yeah. It's, it was what the point I was making. Yeah, and especially that, because even in this one, like I had to double check, because when I saw her t- call her pet Oboro, my brain immediately went Oboros, as in the mm-hmm. snakes. I was right. like, obviously that's not right. So I actually had to double check and look up, okay, what is a boro? And it's like, oh, it's a minced meat or fish. Ha, now it makes sense. She calls her turtle syrup because she's maple, so it's a food. And then she calls it a boro, which is a food, which kind of goes along with syrup. Okay, the joke makes a little bit more sense now. Uh, so sometimes we have to put extra effort into making stuff translate properly or understanding references. Um, yeah, I, I thought a boro was some reference to an ancient uh spirit like a famous spirit from japanese lore that's kind of what i I figured no idea (laughs) that's kind of what you would think because fox spirit like Mm -hmm. whatever and it's possible that it's both when i looked it up uh, a lot of what popped up was obviously other characters in media that are called a boro and like Mm -hmm. i think one someone from fire emblem i think is also called a boro or whatever but one of the uh, things that popped up was that it's also related to minced meat and I was like, that's probably the one they were going for because it makes sense um, Sure. with syrup. So, yeah. Overall, love the show. Don't look at it too closely. And yeah. uh, it's just an enjoyable, relaxing, but yet fun. Not uber relaxing show, but fun side of things. And especially Def- for people who play video games. Yes. Um, Definitely a fun pull from the darkness that of shows that you didn't watch during your your skipping section 
Yeah, yeah. This was one of them that uh, uh, someone actually like kept bringing up to me, and I ended up watching during that time. And uh, it was great fun, and I enjoyed watching it again. It was easy to rewatch. It's actually the show I took the least amount of notes on, like while watching it, because there's there's a lot to we had a lot to talk about, but none of it was particularly like analytical. Yeah. Which is fine. I, I prefer this. <laughs> yeah, it's just so much. Like, most of the notes are just stuff that's just like, this is kind of ridiculous. Or there's there's not a lot of reference. There's not a lot of plot. There's not a lot of character development. It's just kind of a long-for-the-ride video game, which mm-hmm. there just was not as much need to take notes for, which is nice. I prefer that. We had plenty to yeah, talk about as far as making fun of just those game devs. Uh, and their portrayal of them is, uh, the GMs, is just funny, too. These little yeah. characters. Uh, Rabbit characters or something. But yeah. I hope all of you, though, enjoyed uh, listening to us talk about this. Once again, please reach out to us. Tell us what you want us to do next. Uh, like I said, look and I keep an eye out on Twitter um, for what we're going to do next. And uh, you can email us, animedigression at gmail.com, or once again, our Twitter at animedigression, and let us know. I kind of want to do something fun again next. We'll see. Uh, there's so many isekais and stuff that we have to cover because that's all everything is right now. Um, yeah, that that for years. Yeah. Luckily, I like isekais. There's just a lot. <laughs> uh, there's I know plenty of people who have, in essence, stopped watching current anime because there's so much trash isekai that uh, mm-hmm. they just don't care anymore. Um, but yeah, let us know. With that, I think we are done. So thank you all for watching. I really appreciate it. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.